Welcome to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, where our goal is to connect listeners to the great outdoors with hosts Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. I'm host Ben Brandell, owner of Meant to Be Outdoors, instructor of outdoor skills, and passionate about personal growth. I'm host Brian Hoffmeyer, wildlife biologist and avid outdoorsman. Welcome back to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Brian, with my co-host, Ben Brandell, and this is another Thursday episode. You know, Ben, today's topic we have been talking about for a while, debating on whether or not to do a podcast episode about it. But we've heard enough about it now that we have dove in, we went down the rabbit hole, and we are going to share today about flat earth theory, and particularly we are going to be addressing Christians who either believe in flat earth theory or maybe are on the fence, uh, not convinced uh, of a spherical or globe earth or flat. We're going to be presenting all kinds of evidence and topics today. But before we get into that, we do need to give thanks. You know, Brian, I am thankful for truth, for truth. I think we've shared this before. I just, I can't say it enough that when you can put your trust, foundation, your everything into something that is true. It feels good. It allows you to move on in life, to enjoy life, to to um, to be you. <laughs> I can't say that enough. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, a, a foundation. Uh, no house stands for very long without a solid foundation. Right. So having having a foundation rested in truth, uh, you'll have a house that will stand for a long time, and mm-hmm. that does feel good. I am thankful today for discernment. You know, as we read through the Bible, one of the gifts uh, the Holy Spirit that is put upon you once you receive salvation is discernment. And if you ever just go through your life and you see something happening and you're not really quite sure, but it just doesn't really add up, it doesn't make you feel right, something is wrong with it, that's that's the Holy Spirit talking to you, that is discernment, and I am thankful for that because there is all kinds of information in the world that we live in through social media and internet and all kinds of different religions and churches and TV shows. Discernment is powerful and helps guide us through life to do the things that honor God and stay away from the things that do not. You know, I I actually think that's because the devil is constantly twisting and distracting us. And that's really the start of, of what I'm wanting to talk about today. There's just a constant pull for our attention you know, you talked about why we even why we even wanted to talk about flat Earth. Mm-hmm. It's honestly because you and I spend a lot of time in TikTok, and the more time that we spend in TikTok, the more people I see sharing this idea of flat Earth. Yeah, really, <laughs> anywhere in social media, YouTube, yeah, Instagram, yeah, Facebook, you're gonna see flat Earth. I mean, it gets a lot of views. It gets a lot of attention. But you're seeing interviews on ABC and and CBS, on national news networks, people sitting down as flat earthers being interviewed by these Mm -hmm. national news networks. And it is getting a lot of attention in this information age. And because of that attention, I think it's time for us to truly talk about we love the outdoors. We spend time in the outdoors. And so is Brian and I walking around on a flat earth. Yeah. Is that what's happening, Brian? Are we, are we canoeing down the river? <laughs> yeah. Are we paddling down the river? Are yeah. we racing across that lake on a flat earth? Yeah, are am we? I going to fall off the edge have we at been, some point on the water? Have we been deceived? <laughs> have we been deceived, right. Um, so let's really get in. What is flat earth theory? You know, until just a year or so ago, I, I'll be honest. The first, I had heard people mention it, but the first I actually realized, man, some people actually believe this, was uh, Kyrie Irving, the NBA basketball player, when he came out a couple years ago saying he was a flat earther, and it obviously made the news because he's a a, a celebrity, but he's a famous figure, saying he's a flat earther. And I thought, do people really believe this? And then you could kind of start looking into it. But my goodness, now on social media and seeing interviews on the news, it's growing. There's a lot of people that believe it. But what exactly is it that they believe? And essentially it is they believe that we do not live on a, a spherical round globe earth. They believe that the earth is a kind of a disc shape and that it's covered by basically a dome called the firmament. And they a lot of people are taking that from the Bible. Right. That... The imagery here we want to show is that it's not a basketball. It is a, sometimes they actually use the example pancake. Right. It's a pancake that has a dome over the top of it. And that's so maybe even saying like a half, 
of a severe, severe kind of. Right. Um, but again, it depends on who you talk to. And the immediate question that comes up is always, well, why aren't people going over the edge? And mm-hmm. they uh, flat earther theory says that uh, there is an ice rim that is 45 meters tall right. that goes around the complete edge of the earth so that it would be impossible to actually go up over this ice rim. So here's here's where we're at. This information that Brian and I have, have gathered, what has led us to share this today is that we have found out that there are not only people believing this, but a lot of these people are calling themselves Christians. Yeah. They're claiming Christianity, um, even even claiming this as, as proof of, of creation and going against and arguing with people who are not Christians, um, and we see a huge danger there, and that is why we want to discuss this today. So I said earlier this is, this is for Christians who believe this or Christians who are on the fence. Really, everybody should listen to this, whether you believe flat earth or round earth, whether you're a Christian or not. Um, because you are going to get information and understanding today that you will not find all in one place on the internet. We have taken and we have pulled yeah. and we have uh, studied, and it, it, there isn't this unanimous consensus. So we've brought in a lot of stuff, and hopefully you will get a great understanding. And I think you should have that understanding because you, your children, they're going to hear this. They're going to be faced with this uh, until Jesus comes back. Yeah, and because... We do believe that it is a movement. I mean, this is something that is starting to to grow. That snowball effect yeah, is, so is let, starting to. We compound. should talk about numbers of who actually believes this, and that number is rising. It is mm-hmm. continuing to rise. This isn't a new movement. This is eons and eons ago was was brought up. Was actually first believed that the Earth was flat, and then people started to see evidence that it was was round, spherical, and so that became the belief and what is taught. And now there's kind of this new movement. And it's really being fueled by that we're all connected by the internet and social media. And, and we can go on YouTube and get all sorts of information. Um, true or not, you have to decipher that for yourself. But this number is growing. It is estimated that in the United States, there's upwards of 10 million people that believe in flat earth theory. And another 10% of our population that possibly is on the fence, not sure what to believe, could go either way. And so that's a huge number. It, it is a huge number, and again, many, 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 many of them are claiming Christianity. Right, and that's where I get so confused because, as a Christian, I understand that science is from God, and and when we use science to to think about what's happening, we can turn to the Bible and begin to read in there mm-hmm. and start forming our own opinions. When you start listening to YouTube, so the people on YouTube, these people that are saying they are flat earthers, and that Globers, which I identify as a Glober now. I didn't know I was a Glober, but I am. As I am being told through the social media, through YouTube, through these videos of what people are believing, I'm realizing that they're calling this thing a theory. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, the, the flat earth theory. Theory, and that's that's where I had to wake up to that of, okay, all right, they're calling this a theory. So, Brian, what what is a theory? Is this even a theory? Well, let's look at the definition of yeah. what a theory is because you hear theory used all the time and often associated uh, with science, but the definition is an explanation of something observed, substantiated by the scientific method. Uh-oh, I've heard you talk about the scientific method We've before. had it in podcasts before, uh-huh. so if it's substantiated by it, we have to then look at what that is. And the scientific method is really what all scientists take to come to a conclusion. Uh, the end of all science is a conclusion or theory, and you have to go through this process to get there. And in simplest terms, there's something observable. In our natural world, we observe it. We make a hypothesis or educated guess, if you will, about it. Then we make a prediction. Then we actually perform experiments. And usually good science is not just one. Science is considered to be more and more accurate the more experiments you have. The, the larger the data set you get, the more accurate the science. Then you have to analyze the data that you do get from your experiments. Then you can draw your conclusion and form a theory. So there's a whole process that it goes through. So is flat earth a theory? Has it gone through the scientific method? Has it gone through this long process? And it has not. So it cannot be considered a theory. 
and there's been enough time for that to take place. We've had many, many, many years for this theory to to reveal itself right. of being true. The observations have been made for, right. for thousands of years, right. and so the experiments could have been done. We could have been sending people to the rim to see this wall. We could have been chartering airplanes or ships to see if these, these travel routes, these navigation routes are even possible or they're not. But it's not being done, so it's not being tested. There's no data, therefore, it is just a conspiracy Ooh. theory. Ooh. So a conspiracy is actually a secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. And that is what many flat earthers are saying is that that NASA uh, is, has been lying. They have been lying for a long time. All the photographs and images that you're going to find online have been doctored and faked. The moon landing was faked and that every person that is worked for NASA has been paid or indoctrinated in some way to lie uh, about the appearance of the Earth. Listening to what you just shared, though, Brian, if you're a glober, then you're going to say, well, yes, we have been. The, the theory, we have been testing all of this out. We have been navigating. We have been flying. We have been, and we're not even talking about just NASA. We're talking about men and women that have gotten on to planes, um, helicopters, right. ships, boats, um, they have been, been, in theory, theorizing if it's a flat earth or not. Right. Right? And I want to address something here, and I actually don't even have this in our notes in our outline, but something I see so many times when I we have watched countless, countless videos and interviews of many different pers flat earth personalities, people, um, and they, they're convicted. They, I mean, they believe... I, I, they do believe what they believe. Well, I think there's there's two groups, possibly three groups. There are people that believe in what they are saying is true. Yes. There are some that I've seen that like, yeah, they, they truly believe in what they're sharing. Then we also ha see this, this other group that makes it appear they believe in what they're saying, but I don't believe they truly believe. Maybe they just want some clicks they on just, YouTube. Yeah. They just want people to start following them. And... Because we live in a free will society, that's that's going to happen. And then you have a third group that don't believe this at all. Right. And so they're going to share what the other side is saying, but they have a hard time doing that because the people that have this belief, when I'm watching them, I don't even quite know what they're trying to say. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I honestly, Brian, I am not 100% in knowing, in knowledge of what they're even trying to It is tough. It to is tough me. to put it all together. Um, but what I want to say is that I hear so many flat earthers in these videos and interviews say that if you, not if you don't believe this, but to, if you don't try to get on their side to put yourself in their shoes and to see that you're closed-minded and that if you don't believe in flat earth, then you are just closed-minded because they say if you open your mind up to it, then you're going to see that it has to be true that we've been lied to this long. And I'm here to tell you, I really wanted to find something that just made me go, oh, they got, they got something there that makes sense. And I just keep being led to more and more questions and never having any of these questions answered was right. something plausible. So I did, I did open my mind and, and I have read and watched so much and I just cannot find anything that is backed up by science. And <laughs> so before recording this podcast, before even thinking about recording this podcast, for you that are listening, I, Ben Brandell, wanted to play the role of Flat Earther. I wanted to come in and I wanted to... Yeah, this was our original plan to do this. Yeah, I wanted to, to buy into this so much that we could have this dialogue back and forth mm -hmm. of who's right and who's wrong. That's how open I was to it. I was so open that I <laughs> I even found myself trying to argue Brian on yeah. some points that he was making. But the more that I dug into to um, Flat Earthers' viewpoints, I found that each Flat Earther had their own idea. That there wasn't a consensus. No. So I, I couldn't even – there was no foundation – there was no foundation to support much of anything that I couldn't even fake buy into. <laughs> I don't even know how to say that to argue you. Yeah. I couldn't even fake argue you because 
because there were so many different viewpoints. Well, we, you took about a week and you were going to start studying and, yeah. and you were, and I was doing my side and you came in with office one day and I said, well, are you ready? And you just said, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do, I can't do this. We're going to have to change how we're going to do this. So right. that is not the approach we're going for today. I'm just going to be very clear. And if you want to turn this off now because of it, that's okay. I would ask that you, you would keep listening just because we are sharing this out of sincerity, out of love, because at the root of all of this, we do not want a single person to go to hell. And so that Correct. is really why we are sharing all of this. That'll make more sense as we get to the end. However, Ben and I are both Christians and we are both Globers. So we're going to fall in between this, this class of uh, flat earth Christians and science, uh, scientists, atheists. We're going to be in between that because we are going to agree with all scientists that say that the earth is round and we are going to agree with the flat earth Christians that say Jesus Christ came and, and died for our sins. So I guess we are in the middle there somewhere, but we feel very convicted about what we believe and that is what we are going to um, back up here today. Yeah, and I, I hope that if you are not a Christian and you're not a glober, I do hope that you would listen all the way through till the end and then challenge us if you have questions, if you have statements or facts or something that you would love to challenge us with, um, please do. Hit us up. You know, uh, m2boutdoors at gmail.com. That is our email address. Comes directly to Brian and I. There is no in-between. There's no secretary. It's going to hit... Our phones, it's and us. we would love to um, love to hear it. So please listen all the way through. But getting back to it, Brian's identified that this is no longer a theory. This is a conspiracy. Right. And so let's break down let's, really what what is happening here. What right. are some viewpoints? And, and the reason for the conspiracy that is claimed is that just, just to have control, to make us feel small and insignificant. Um, and my answer to that is we are small and ins- insignificant. God created us all for a purpose and a role, but it's his kingdom and his purpose. And we are, um, it is it is so much bigger than us, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, but he is not pressing down. The government is not pressing down on us. Do I fully trust the government? Heck no. No. It's been proven that they've lied to us. So I'm not saying that what everything they say is true. However, this is this is a like the conspiracy theory of all conspiracy theories, and I can't get on it. But let's talk about what flat earthers do believe about some of these physical observable things that we do see. So if you start talking about, okay, if the earth is flat, you start wrapping your mind around that and you think, okay, well, what about the sun and the moon? Globe earth, we say that we're, we're orbiting the sun and that our earth is rotating. What, what about the sun and the moon? How does that work if we are a flat uh, disc or pizza, however you want to visualize it. You know, I think pizza probably is the best. We'll probably use pizza okay. because it has this crust that's tall. Yeah. Because as we identify, these flat earthers believe there is a barrier around mm-hmm. this uh, flat earth. Yeah, so you could not fall off. You couldn't fall off. It's. Do you want to explain what that pizza would look like in regards to a flat earther, what, what they're describing here? So we know what the flat earth imagery is um, before we talk about what science shows what it's not you know i i would love to explain that in as much detail as i can understand but basically if you if you took a a round globe and you cut the back of it and laid it out flat that is how our continents would be arranged on the flat earth and then yeah around the edge where the pizza crust would be is a giant ice wall and then the center of the whole thing would be the north pole right Yes. And, and, and this ice wall is Antarctica that goes all the way around. That is Antarctica. And then above this, we have the sun and the moon, and they are actually orbiting above the Earth around the North Pole, both of them opposite each other, orbiting around and around. But the sun is much different than we perceive it. The sun is actually a spotlight going around and around because if it was a all-illuminate uh gas ball like we believe it is then it would light up the whole flat earth and we'd have constant daytime so it is more like a spotlight um the sizes and dimensions of our round sun and round earth flat earthers do believe that the sun and the uh, the moon are round excuse me 
are much, much smaller than their actual dimensions, and they're much closer to us than what we measure today. Right. Also, there are some ideas that I've heard that the entire pizza is moving upward. So it's moving upward while you still have the sun and the moon still moving in a, uh, I'll say, is it clockwise or counterclockwise? Do we know how they're rotating there? But either way, they're, they're moving up as the pizza earth is is rising. The model depends on what you see, but most of them are clockwise. But you can see then in the model that the sun sometimes kind of goes out bigger and then comes in smaller. And there's just, um, be honest with you, it's it's chaos. That's why I can't even hardly describe it. Right. Um, it's kind of chaotic. Well, you're, you're talking about the, the flat earth moving or rising through, through space at all time because um, you have to explain gravity. I mean, we are standing and if I throw something up, anything, it's going to come back down. Even if it's filled with helium, it comes back down at some point. Is that point. observational science, Brian? That is observational <laughs> science. It's it's not hard to see right. that we are planted on this earth. However, it has to be explained some way. So gravity has an equal pull on everything. That is why things are round. That is why planets are round. That is why the earth is round. So for the earth to be flat, you could not have gravity. And so that is the explanation of what causes our gravitational force is that this disk is completely rising through space. And because it's moving and we're stationary, that it's keeping us planted on this. However, the hole in that is, is that things in space increase in speed over time. So if we were rising, our disk would be getting faster and faster and faster. And essentially it would burn up. It would turn into a fiery disk and we would be no more. Okay. But Space is big, huge. It's sometimes even hard to understand. Let's let's bring it home. Let's come back to planet Earth. Okay. Let's be here on Earth. Gotcha. Um, glober, non-glober here. Let's go. How as a glober or a flat Earther, what can I, what can I do? What's some observational science here that we can use here on home? Well, one of one of the most common tests that you're going to see or or hear quoted from from both sides, from globers or, or flat Earthers, is the boat test. The boat test at the beach, and and that is, if you are at the beach and you see a boat going out into the ocean or across a large lake, eventually that boat starts to disappear, but it disappears from the bottom up, and that is because the boat is going over the horizon. If you watched a sailboat sail over the horizon, it's from the bottom all the way to the very top of the mast, eventually is going to disappear as the boat is sailing over the horizon and the curvature of the earth. Moving away from you. Moving away from you, right. So as the boat moves away from you, as it gets farther and farther away from you, the bottom of that boat is what starts disappearing? Right, because it's going over the curve, the curve of the horizon. Flat earthers are going to claim that light and heat are actually um, messing up this image that you're seeing, that the distance combined with heat rising, being radiated off of the earth, and the sunlight coming down makes this distorted picture. And that's what's actually creating this boat, making it look like it disappears. So there are your two sides of that there. My question would be, if I did this at night with a giant spotlight and binoculars and the boat still disappearing, what's your answer to that then? Because the boat is still going to disappear. And so is it my flashlight? Is it my binoculars? What What is causing it to disappear at nighttime? Okay. Well, we talked about the boat. Um, let's still stay here at, on Earth. We're on Earth. Um, when I am standing here on Earth, when I look up, I see things that are out there yeah. <laughs> that are moving around me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are those things not real? Well... <laughs> <laughs> the, the the space station, the International Space Station, is one that I get stuck because there's a lo- a lot of people have been to that. We send people to that all the time, and we get awesome pictures back from it. Um, and and basically, flat earthers are going to claim that it's a big hoax. And anyone that has ever been to it, which I wish I had looked up how many people have been to it. I know it's actually a pretty surprising number. That everyone that's ever been to it has been paid off in some way or bribed in some way to to lie to continue the lie. Um, or that they've, they've never been there. They've been paid to lie that they've been there and say they've been there. Um, however, they also say, and I've seen pictures of, that we have a, a, a reflector on the moon. 
And so somebody would have had to go to the moon to put this reflector there. Again, they're going to claim it's all a hoax and that these thousands of people that involved over the years have, have all been paid in some way to lie. And I will say I've never seen a reflector on the moon. So right. I can't observe from right here. Now I haven't either. I could go buy a telescope if I cared that much, and mm-hmm. I could probably do my own research to try to find this reflector on the moon because people have shared that you can, mm-hmm. and we have. So an- another one that you can go out and do, if you stand, maybe even you want to go, we'll say Kansas here in the United States. It's considered to be long and flat. If you stand in one place, you you can't even see the coast of America or the next state. You cannot see all the way across. If the earth were flat, you would be able to see forever as far as your eyes are capable of seeing. If you climb a tree, a tower, a house, if you get on top of something, you can see further just because of the angle. You could climb the the tallest tower that you know. I have been up in the Sears Tower in Chicago, or I I think they call it the Willis Tower now, but it was Sears when I was up in it. It's 110 stories tall. Mm. I don't even think I could still see across Lake Michigan. Like, I could not see the next state. I couldn't see across the lake. I don't even think I could see all the way across the city. If the earth was flat, I would have been able to see for miles and miles and miles what would be the limit to what I was even seeing. The flat earth argument to that, then is, well, it's the limitations of, of human the human eye. Mm. But if you built a tower in New York and climbed up to the top of it and had the best binoculars you could buy, you're still not going to see across the ocean and and see France on the other side. It's not going to happen. Well, I've been on top of some 14,000-foot mountain peaks in Colorado, and from the top, man, what a beautiful, beautiful sight. Mm -hmm. But I could not see, even if I had binoculars or a telescope, my sight still ended. I, I couldn't I couldn't have been able to keep seeing on and on. I would have just seen sky or, or atmospheres, right. but the sky. That's all I would have been able to see after the, the farthest horizon. So, okay, let's let's say then that we need some more observational science. When I go to bed, it's dark, and when I, well, when I wake up, it's daylight. I don't always wake up with the sun, but... When I go outside, I see that it is daylight and dark, mm-hmm. and I also see what I teach, which is Bob, the big orange ball in the sky. Right. I, I see that. I also see the moon. Um, I see the different – I see crescent moon. I've seen full moon. I've seen these moving throughout my sky. How can I use those to tell me that the earth is well, not- That is a huge question. How do we have day and night if if, if we are a flat – pizza and the sun is just going circular around the top of us orbiting over the top of us wouldn't it be light all the time and that's where flat earthers come in and say well the earth is much more like a spotlight so my challenge to that would be okay a spotlight may not light up the entire flat earth however no matter where you would be on earth you would still be able to see it even if you were in the darker portion of the earth of the spotlight you would still be able to see the spotlight and it would change shape. You can go ahead and test this. Have somebody hold up a flashlight above your head and spin it around and depending where it's at in this orbit around your head, it's going to start to be more oval and then it comes back around to you. It's going to start to look like a circle. Then as it gets further away, it's going to look like an oval again. I've never looked up and seen the sun change shape. Have you been? I haven't. I have not. Nope. Right. So again, I I can't get on board with, with that explanation. You're having to change how I observe the sun, and then you're going to have to change how I observe the shape of the sun. And it's not just me. Most people who are on Earth see these things that I'm talking about. They see that the sun illuminates. They see that it doesn't change shape. Something else that I would like to ask you about in regards to Flat Earth is, in podcasts in the past, I talked about my experience of going to Poland. And so... When I left the States, I left it from Chicago, the Chicago airport, and I traveled east. Mm-hmm. And then I landed in actually Germany first before I, I went on. But from the States to Germany, I traveled east. And I'm so thankful that I did because looking at the Flat Earthers map, 
I wouldn't have been able to get there if I would have traveled west. Right. Because I, I we would have flown off of the earth. Right. And and you can look, I mean, navigation is just the, I mean, it, it doesn't lie. It is such a great, you're going to have, I have seen pilots making fun of flat earthers and flat earthers taking their humor that they're making fun of them with and taking it as, hey, see, that they agree with us. They're saying, but they're, they're literally mocking them. They are, yeah. Um, and it's misinterpreted. But pilots fly all over the world all day long, every single day. There's so many flights. And if you look at these these route plans and the way people navigate the world, it, it, it shows that the flat Earth isn't possible. For instance, on a flat Earth model, if you left Hawaii and flew to Japan, you would have to fly east all the way across the whole map. Mm-hmm. And it would take like a whole day, like 30 hours or something crazy. But if you leave Hawaii, you can look at the flight plan. You can talk to pilots who have flown from Hawaii to Japan. They fly west, and it does not take a whole day because it is faster (laughs) to go west. However, on the flat earth model, if you left Hawaii and flew west, you would fly into the ice wall. So ironically, Mm. if this is ironic, while I was traveling to Poland, my very first flight, I I actually sat next to an international pilot. Mm. So he was on the flight, and not knowing we were going to do this podcast, I was just asking him about, we were really talking about life, and it kind of led to me wanting to, to know a little more about this flat earth idea. And when I asked him, he wasn't rude about it, but he kind of looked at me like, oh boy, here we go. You know, like this, are you serious? I have to... I have to defend, you know, mm-hmm. and and so I, I was just kind of coming at it. I was saying, listen, I, I don't believe this, but there are a lot of people that, that are. What do you say about this? And the one example he gave me that that kind of gave me this peace of mind of like, oh, okay, yes, I, I'm glad I still believe. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm glad I'm still a glober, you know, like I haven't committed to the flat earth of the world, um, is that he was he showed me the actual routes on. So basically he has a a tablet that he carries around as a pilot and he gets, I'm going to call him his orders, but he gets his flight plan. He gets all the information on this tablet so that he knows where he's going and how he's getting there. And so in this plan that he created, or excuse me, in this plan that he received, he said, Ben, if I wanted to go from point A to point B, he's like, I would love to fly in a straight line. It would make everything easy. He said, I would fly from here, point A to point B in the straight line. But he's like, we can't do that mm-hmm. because we are a globe. And so he said, because we are a globe, a sphere, we have to fly up and then back down, which, you know, it was hard for me in the moment to understand. But as he was showing me this arc of path that he's taking, he was literally saying this, it can't be a straight line because it's not flat. We have to go up and around. And then he started adding in, there are other things to take into play here. We do have wind that plays a role. We also right. have the rotation of the earth. Right. I wanted to point that out, that if you take the same flight, if you fly, let's say you're flying from America and you went east and then you flew back west, if you flew the exact same flight, the exact same route, one is going to take you longer than the other. And one of the factors that makes the these drastic change is, well, time zones, which are hard to explain in flat earth theory, but also one flight you're flying with the rotation of the earth and the other flight you're flying against the rotation of the earth so it is going to take longer and affect time but you also have weather and wind and stuff like that but those things all affect these flight routes sometimes it's as much as like two it's multiple hours two three hours difference even though it's the same flight but because the earth is rotating and you're changing time zones brian as we were really digging into this, you shared with me about the concerts. Can you explain that just a little bit? Right. So some of the biggest musicians in the world, they, if you look at their schedules, it is crazy. They're literally playing one night in like Melbourne, Australia, and then the next night they're playing in Europe. They're all over the place. So if you start looking at the time frame between some of the concerts that they play, if you look at the Flat Earth map, it is impossible to travel the distance on the Flat Earth map 
in the time that they are playing a concert in one country and then the time they're playing the next day a concert in a different country. It is only possible on a globe. Mm. It is only possible on a globe. So that right there, I mean, are is it a hoax? Are they lying? Did they not really play a concert in this country and then this country the next day? I'm going to say that because that happens so many times, it would be literally million of, millions of people that are involved that would all have to be lying, and it is just way too elaborate. So you were saying the idea of you know our government and NASA, uh, the conspiracies there of them hiding information. Mm-hmm. Let's push that to the side. There are enough people on Earth that this would impact that we would be hearing. We would be hearing the Taylor Swift fans yelling of like, "What is it? This isn't adding up." So. What are some others? Are there, are there some other things that we need to share here? Well, a big one that gets talked about all the time is lunar eclipse. And, and a lunar eclipse happens when the moon is on one side of the earth and the sun is on the other side of the earth and the earth is, is blocking the sun from the moon. And so it, it is dark and it's blacked out. And then you get partials where the earth is blocking part of it. And every time there's a partial, it's a, it's a curved shadow on the moon. And if the moon and the earth were above a flat disk, you would never actually have a lunar eclipse. And if for some reason you did, maybe they were half right and the moon was further out and the sun was further outside the disk than, than they perceive, the shadow that you got from a flat earth, would it would be flat. It would yep. look like a flat pizza. There'd be no way to get a rounded... <clears throat> there'd, be, there'd be no way to get a rounded shadow and still see the sun and the moon both. Do you remember the eclipse we had not too long ago and Trump got made fun of because he kept looking at it? He kept staring at it. Do you remember that? No. So we just, uh, we had an eclipse not too long ago. Um, It was actually one of the first ones that I can remember really. I think may had some as a kid, but um, I was working at Warner's Wildlife at the time and we actually got to take a break and we went outside and, and didn't get to look directly at it. But I got to record it. I even have it on right. my phone. So I have this digital document of an eclipse taking place that... As do millions of other As of millions people. of other people yeah. did too. Right, right, right. And, and so when you get into the, the other side, the flat earther, their argument for this is... And, I, and I'll be frank, I don't really understand it, but basically... There is another object up there that we don't see, we can't see, and that there are times that it passes between the moon and the sun and and causes this shadow and this eclipsing effect, but it is not an object that is visible to us on Earth. That is my understanding of it. Moving on to the next point I'd like to make is, what about seasons? You know, where we live here in southern Missouri, Ben, we get it all, man, and we get it all pretty intensely. We get full spring, we get full fall, we get 100 plus degree days in the summer and, and negative zero or negative below zero in the winter. We get it all. How does that work on a flat earth? I, I have a hard time seeing how seasons would happen if the sun was constantly above us. And the explanation that flat earthers will give, there are a few different ones, but the one you're going to see the most is that the sun is orbiting above the earth and that the diameter of its orbit increases. So basically the sun is spiraling out towards the edge of our flat earth. And so when it's the smallest diameter, it is causing summer for the northern hemisphere and winter in our southern hemisphere. And then as it goes out, once it gets all the way out to its biggest diameter of orbit, it's summer in our southern hemisphere and winter. However, we still have... 24-hour days, right? Yes. So that would mean the sun and the smaller circle would have to go faster than it does in the outer one. And we can observe in every day of your life that you can look up and see the sun, you can see that it goes from east to west at the same speed every single day. It never speeds up. You know, if that was the only, <laughs> which we shared a whole lot of examples there. I mean, that's a lot of information. I think a lot of what we shared, you, you Brian, if you were listening to this, would be like, well, Ben, <laughs> what you're saying isn't really making sense, and there's a lot of confusion, and like, why you still believe in it. Where this hit home for me, when, when, it, when it actually kind of woke me to like, oh, wow, I really feel like we need to talk about this, is that I started hearing flat earthers use the Bible. They started taking the Bible and using it 
and and saying it as this is truth. This is proof of creation. They're saying correct. And I want to make this point: flat Earth is a much simpler thing. You're trying to. Our world is complex from our atmosphere and its layers, the size of the sun, the distance from the sun, the amount of heat that we do get, the way our oceans regulate the heat on our earth, uh, from the speed that we spin, how we rotate our axis. If any of that was thrown off to the nth degree, life would cease to exist. Our divine creator has has put all of that together to allow life. And we take life for granted from a, a blade of grass. What, what it takes for a blade of grass to grow is immense, and it is divine. Yeah, it is divine. And I want to add in some scripture there. I mean, look just at Genesis 1-1. God is logical and has imposed order on his universe. Mm-hmm. We have it. There is a fixed order of heaven and earth, and you can look that up at Jer- Jeremiah 33-25. Right, and, and I don't, and flat earth is like trying to take some of these big things that we can't fully understand and making them more understandable. But I'm here to tell you, don't do that to our God. Do you want a God? That is what a God is. Do you want a God that you can fully understand and get everything that he's doing? I don't want that burden on me. He says in the Bible that he doesn't want to give us that burden because we couldn't handle it. So don't try to simplify God to where a human can understand it because he's God and you cannot fully understand him. We can't. What we do understand, please listen to this, is that everything in the universe is bound by laws. Mm which it has no choice but to obey. So when we talk about truth, there are laws that are obeying and will obey. Mm-hmm. Everything else sometimes is up for that interpretation. And if we understood it all, we would be God ourselves. Right. Like, <laughs> so I'm just thankful that we have the God we have. Absolutely. And the danger comes in when, when flat earthers start throwing scripture out saying that the Bible proves it. The Bible proves that the earth is flat, and you're going to get a different number here. Some say that there's two over 200 scriptures that prove flat earth. Some say 60. You're going to get a different number. We obviously can't address all of them, but I do think we should address a few to kind of show some. Um, uh, the Bible is written in different ways, different um, voices, different types of context, different phrases like idioms are used throughout the Bible, and you have to read the Bible in its context to get its truth. If you take things that are literal and say, okay, well, God was literal here. He must have been literal the whole time. You are going to misinterpret and twist Scripture and lead people to hell, and that is not okay. So I do think there are some some big ones here that we should address. So let's first address the flat surface of the earth, which we're looking at Daniel 4, Mm. 10 through 11. And I'm going to have Brian read this. Daniel 4, this is a verse used by flat earthers to, to prove or to say that the Bible says the earth is flat. So here we go. These were the visions of my head while on my bed. I was looking and behold, a tree in the midst of the earth and its height was great. The tree grew and became strong. Its height reached to the heavens and it could be seen to the ends of all of the earth. So they're going to say that if you could climb a tree so tall that you could see the ends of the earth. So the earth would have to be flat for that to be true. However, out of context, because if you read up, this is Nebuchadnezzar, and he is literally telling of a dream that he had. What I just read to you in 10 and 11 there is a dream, and he wants this dream to be interpreted, so he is sharing it with someone to interpret this dream for him. Think about the crazy dreams that you've had. Oh, I've had I a mean, lot. <laughs> how many times do I like, Ben, this is weird. I had the craziest dream last night. I mean, they, yeah. you just have some weird, twisted, crazy things, and you're like, how does my mind even go there? Yes. It isn't literal. It is not literal. He is sharing a dream. And, and then my second thing I would ask is, where's this tree? Right. <laughs> where's today, the, like yeah. where where could I go on earth today? Where to do find I go this see tree? this tree? Right. I think if, if that tree was there, then that would be evidence. It'd be the end of it. I mean, you and, can and see you, out. But. It would, it'd be historical. It'd be this right. great tree that we hear and we we, we read about it all the time, and, and you don't because it, right. it was just a dream. It was Nebuchadnezzar's dream. So out of context scripture there. So be very careful. Always go back and read before and after when someone is giving you scripture. Do your own work. Don't ever just take what is being given. Another one that is used, again, all the time and is kind of going to go along with this this flat earth theory is Job 38, 14. And 
this one, when I first read it, this is the one, maybe the one thing of all, when I first read it, I thought, oh, they might have a point here. I need to dig into this further. And then I went and um, I read it. <laughs> I backed up about, uh, oh, I backed up about 10 verses and I read all the way down to it and a few past it. And you can see pretty quickly that, again, it's out of context, which breaks my heart. I hate when scripture is weaponized to prove God when it's actually taken out of context. So here it is. It's it's 3814 in Job, and it says, It takes on form like clay under a seal and stands out like a garment. From the wicked their light is withheld, and the upraised arm is broken. So what flat earthers are saying is that God pushed down on the earth and formed it, just like if somebody pushed a seal down on a piece of clay where you could see the seal that would be left in the clay and the edges popped up. Let me say it this way. It'd be like taking an envelope. After you put your letter in the envelope and you go to close it, it would be like when they used to put wax to keep that envelope sealed. And then they would take, well, the seal of the house, uh, whatever that emblem is, and they would squish it and smash it down. So like God smashing his thumb on that seal. And when Mm -hmm. you do that with that hot wax... What comes on the side is a an edge, a rim, yeah, yeah an, an edge. edge, and that is the imagery that's being shared there. Flat earthers are using that as God created a flat Earth through that process, right? Okay, right. So what? But what you have to understand about really the Bible in general is that they're it's written differently, and Job is a poetic book. So as you're reading it, it's literally a poem, and if you back up just two verses you can see that God is challenging Job. He's literally saying to him, dude, where were you when I created the heaven and the earth? Like, I formed it. Where were you at? Who are you to challenge me on this stuff? He is not saying that this is how I formed it. He's he's using poetic figures of speech here. So if you back up two verses, you'll hear him say, have you commanded the morning since your days began and caused the dawn to know its place, that it might take hold of the ends of the earth and the wicked be shaken out? It takes on form like clay under a seal and stands out like a garment. So you can see he's literally saying like, who makes the mornings and the nights? Who mm-hmm. Who is doing all this? It is me. I am God, not you. So he isn't actually giving plain literal speech of how he formed the earth. So is the Bible showing flat earth at this point? Have we, have we, is it even, I mean, Brian, I've read it so many times. I know we, you and I have we created a podcast about the difference between evolution and creation. Mm-hmm. Um, so far at this point, anything have you read? Have you seen the Bible show truth about it being a flat Earth? I have not. I have not seen a, a single verse yet um, that flat Earthers claim that every time I go and find one and read it, I'm it, it's out of context. It's it's completely out of context every time. And again, that that breaks my heart because I don't want the Bible is true. So being it being used to share untruth is that is a dangerous road. There's one more verse I want to share that goes along with all of this. And and that is Matthew eight. This one is used a lot. Uh, excuse me. It's, it's Matthew chapter four, verse eight. And it reads again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of, of the world and their glory. And this was when Jesus was out in the wilderness being tempted and the devil keeps coming back to him. Flat earthers are going to say that for the devil to go take him up on a mountain and for him to see all the kingdom and all its glory, the earth would have to be flat for him to see everything. Figure of speech here. Where's the mountain? Where is this mountain that is taller than all the rest that you can see the whole world from? It, we would be able to observe it and go to it. it. It's not there. It doesn't exist. So again, you can see that this is a figure of speech. Um, the devil is tempting God with this and, and or Jesus with this, and, and thankfully he, he didn't give in. Um, but again, again, out of context verse from the Bible. There's even some more things that are really, really bold claims, and they're really, really bold because they bring in our enemy. Mm-hmm. They bring in Satan. Mm-hmm. And those claims are, are things such as if round earth were were true, then it would be of Satan. And they're going to use things like the speed of the earth that we're spinning at, the rotation of the earth, the axis, all these numbers 
add up to be Satan's numbers or these demonic numbers? Well, let me ask you this, Ben. All those numbers are giving, given in units of measurement of our U.S. system. What if you change those numbers to a different unit of measurement? Now those numbers are not the same. So that argument is in, is completely fallible to me because there are so many units of measurement. The metric system is the one that's largest in the world, and that's not even the unit, unit of measurement they're given in. What if we use just the units of measurement from the Bible? It's not going to add up to numbers that are demonic and of Satan. So that does not debunk that the earth is round. You know, I want to share this again that Brian and I are putting all this together. This isn't like, this isn't a cohesive, everyone is rallying around all these points. Like these are singular points that are being made. And, mm-hmm. and it's almost like circle, circular reasoning, but it's a, it's a singular point. And we're just bringing up all these different things that we've heard that are supposedly giving credit to the real. It would answer. have been so much easier if there was a, a flat earth book or document or just one consolidated thing of everything that they believe out there. But the problem is there is not consensus. They don't all believe the same stuff. They right. believe the end goal that the the earth is flat, but their how they explain day and night and seasons and all this is is different. Time zones, that's another one. I don't know if I talked about time zones, but the biggest explanation that they give for time zones, there's a bunch of them, but the one you'll see the most that it's a lie, that we don't actually have time zones. But I'm here to tell you, Ben, if it's 6 a.m. here and the sun is up, call your friend in California and the sun isn't going to be up. So, of course, the time is different. It is different. So it's hard to argue that because it's observable. You know, if these questions, even these statements, were shared 500 years ago, it would be difficult for people in that day to to share what might what truth might be in that moment. We live in a time and day when we can call people, we can FaceTime people, we can video with people, we, we can, can be, travel the globe. We can travel the globe. <laughs> we we can even go outside of the globe and see the globe for what it is. We have private citizens that own rocket companies that people can pay to go up in. Right. You know there's why who why are we not doing that? Why are we not doing that to prove that this earth's flat? Exactly. It's because we are doing it and we're proving that the earth is a globe. A globe. And so why is there so much confusion? Why why Brian? What's what's happening? What's what are they saying here? Uh what's happening? I don't know what what they are saying, but my account is it comes down to deception. The devil wants people to be deceived so that God's truth isn't known by the whole world. Eventually, it is going to be known by the whole world because he's, he's going to come back, but it's going to be too late for some people then, and, and that, that is heartbreaking. But that's what the devil wants. He wants people to die. He wants you to die. He wants me to die. And so he does that through deception. So he is wanting both sides to be deceived. People that are, are atheists, globers, and, and Christian flat earthers, he wants everyone to be deceived and the reason is you may have a, a Christian flat earther and they're like, well, you know what? Believing in flat earth isn't really that harmful because it's not going to send me to hell even if I'm wrong. And you know what? You're probably right as long as you believe and accept and repent. Accept Jesus and repent of your sins, you're, you're right. However, you may send somebody else to hell. You may send this atheist science scientists to hell because they're not going to respect or listen to you because you're not even acknowledging observable science. Yeah, and I want to share this. This this is a twisting. There's a lot of twisting. There's a lot of distracting here. There's a, there's a lot of deception. And I want to go to Genesis. This is Genesis 3, and this is really <clears> the <throat> fall. And what's happening here is that the serpent is talking to Eve. And this is what the serpent said to the woman, to Eve, did God actually say, you shall not eat of the tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, 
and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. I'm going to stop there. We can see, man, how good the devil is at twisting. He, God laid a command out to Eve and Adam and said, do not do this. Here comes the serpent, very cunning, and says, are you sure that's what God said? Are you sure that's what the Bible is saying? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And today, these, these people that are believing in flat earth, I feel like it started with this question of, are you sure? Are you sure that right. what the scientists are saying are true? Are you sure that what these Christians are saying is true? Are you sure? Are you sure? When we start down that road, man, you want to make sure that you are rooted and your foundation is firm in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Because outside <clears throat> of that, to me, nothing makes sense. And let me explain. As Brian and I were going through this, we watched a debate. And this debate had three flat earthers and three globers. The issue for me personally, Ben Brandel, is that the three globers were atheists. And the three flat earthers, two of them were Christian. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I didn't fully agree with anyone that was there. Mm-mm. And that's what, that's what started for me of what's happening here. Why, why am I not represented? Which, why isn't God being represented? Why isn't the Bible being represented? And I felt like that entire process was wrong. Nothing that was shared was fully true. And so then I have to come, what is truth in all this? You know, Brian has clearly laid out why the earth isn't flat by using observational science and and what we consider to be pretty much common sense looking outside and looking around us. But why is there this twisting and this deception? And it is the devil. He's going to to try to manipulate people honestly so that they die in their sins. Yep. And that's what Brian is, is sharing here, that everything in the universe is bound by the laws. And the devil's going to try to twist that so that we doubt. And as we doubt, <laughs> then we move farther away from Christ. We listen to more what the world's saying. And as we take into what the world is saying around us right now, it would be, hey, be a flat earther. Right. And and I want to try to bring it home just to share the magnitude of the danger of, of being a Christian flat earther. Let's say that I befriended a brilliant scientist. Most of our, our brilliant, you know, 150, 160 and above genius IQ scientists, most of them are atheists, but they're so, they're, they're intelligent by our earthly standards. And so they are all evolutionists yeah. and they're all globers. They're all evolutionists and they're all globers. Right. And so if someone comes to them, if say I came to them and I was a Christian flat earther, and I had been arguing for months and months, or, or not even arguing, just sharing like, "Hey, creation really happened." You know, you're using, you're using some uh, assumptions to prove your your evolution theory. Let me show you what the Bible says and how that all adds up to how creation is possible, from just the seven day account to the flood. Just sharing all of that with them. But then one day, the shape of the earth comes up, and I say, "You know what?" I can prove to you creation because the earth is flat. This person is brilliant. Yeah. And they can see through observable science that what I'm saying is not true. And this is where the big difference comes in. So now everything I've said to him about evolution and creation and that God is real is out the window because he thinks that I don't know what I'm talking about because I just threw observable science out the window. And here is the huge difference in the danger. Evolution, the origins, evolution and creation, the origins of life, that is historical science. The shape of the earth is observable science. Mm -hmm. For historical science to work, assumptions have to be made. In observable science, it doesn't because we can observe it right here, right now, real time while we are on earth in our short little time frame. Assumptions don't have to be made. So when you get those wrong... Nobody's going to listen to you after that. So be careful sharing flat earth. Historical science assumptions have to be made. And I want to share an example of what I'm talking about. Radiometric dating is what all of these atheist scientists are going to use to to show that these fossils are billions of years old. 
However, for radiometric dating to be used, the assumption has to be made that we know the rate at which particles decay and that the rate of decay was the same for all these billions of years. We have to assume those things, but the Earth environment changes. We're, we can only measure the rate or the point at what it's decayed to now. We can't measure where it started. So it is all based off of assumption. We can't go back to the beginning. We can't, but we can observe the shape of the Earth now. So be careful because now you may put up a wall and this atheist that believes in evolution and round earth may never ever listen to a Christian again because they're going to associate these flat earthers. And now this person is going to go to hell because they're never going to accept the gospel of Jesus Christ because somebody came to them with a flat earth theory. Yeah, this is even for you, the Christian, the flat earth believer. 2 Corinthians 11.3 says, But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Even as a Christian that's, that's walking that road and believing in flat earth, don't be led astray. And these are steps that could happen. You could, be, you could start being led astray, moving farther away from Christ, by believing in untruth. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians 13.11 says this, and I, and I want to share this loudly to all those that are listening. It says, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. That is what's been in my brain this entire time through this study, through this research of flat earth. A lot of what these people are sharing to me is is childlike, Brian. It's it's perhaps childish. Yeah. And and at some point God's God's going to wake them up hopefully and say, "Listen, quit living in these childish ways. Like get over it." get on from right. it you know because that is kind of where that that the devil deceives us through what what if and what if and that's that's childish like mm-hmm. sitting there and even taking the time to to even possibly believe in it yeah if we look around us we you can buy a great set of binoculars a great telescope you can look out at the moon mm-hmm. and the other planets and guess what you're going to observe they're all round. They're all sphere. Why would we be the only flat one? Ask yourself this. Secondly, look at God's creation. It is amazing. Guess what shape he uses? Spheres, the general shape of our brain, of our skull, the egg, the human egg inside a woman that we all started at. Guess what? It's round. Our eyeballs. Eyes are amazing. Scientists have tried to replicate eyes to use <laughs> them in our real world, and they can't do it. That is how amazing our eyeballs are. Guess the shape of our eye. It's a sphere. It's a it's a globe in our head. I even heard a Christian flat earther sharing that the shape of the earth was like the eye. Well, how would that be? If it's... Using only the observable part of the eye that you could see from the outside. So... Not even sharing the truth that the eye is actually a globe. Gotcha. So he was sharing truth on accident, mm. but he was saying that it was like a little dome, like just the external part of the eye that we can see. And so that goes into that childish thing. Like a child would think that. But if you look at an eye as an adult and you probably think you can grab it and you can feel if you poke on your eye that there's more to your eye than just what can be seen. So let's throw these childish thoughts out. Let's live for Christ. Let's live for his word. And let's seek his truth and not take it out of context. Because what you're talking about, Brian, is Philippians 4.8. And it says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Right. So if you're going to sit all day and spend time thinking, then it shouldn't be <laughs> on conspiracy. conspiracy. Right. It should be on these things that are true, honorable, and just. Let's end with this. You made it this far through the podcast. If you still believe flat earth. Brian, I got, I got to share right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you. I have found out that I have a family member that is a flat earther. I didn't know that. Mm. I imagine those listening, there's probably more people in our lives that we actually don't know that they are flat earthers. And I first... Or, w- or on the fence. Or on the fence. Yeah. 
I first want to say before we we really close up here, I first want to say to to you um, as my family member that is a believer in Christ and also says that you believe in a flat earth, I truly believe that God tells us to to be silent. If we don't have something that's going to build up, something that's going to move people closer to Christ, if it's going to destroy that, then don't share it. Mm -hmm. So thank you for those that that believe in this flat earth idea and you're a Christian and you haven't come out and, and said, let's join this movement. Thank you, because you should be silent in that. You really should. We should be quiet in that. But for you, that's that's those that are my family, my friends, I want to challenge you and hopefully we have. Hopefully we have shared enough information that gives you truth for you to change that viewpoint. Right. And if anybody does want to challenge us, we we definitely want to hear from you. It's not it's not even challenging us. It just if if you want to share your side, we'd be we glad to hear it or maybe you're on our side and you have another point that you we didn't think of. We did not share everything. We would have to do a whole series and go on for for months sharing everything that gets brought up in this topic. We just shared some of the most common ones um, and some of the biggest ones that we thought we needed to address. But I want to end with this to, to echo what you're saying there, Ben. If you still believe this, if you're on the fence, and I don't mean to be brash or rude, but don't share it. Don't share that with people. And here's why. If you believe in Jesus Christ, and a flat earth, it is not going to send you to hell. However, it may send someone else to hell. Mm -hmm. And love is the greatest of everything. And if you love them, then don't deter them. Don't deter them in their walk. Don't deter Jesus Christ and his pursuit of their heart. Don't share this. Keep digging. Keep reading God's word. Pray for the Holy Spirit's conviction and discernment to read it in the context that it was written and given to you by God. I hope that we impacted someone today. Again, if you want to contact us, we have a Facebook page, we have an Instagram, we have TikTok. We can be emailed at m2boutdoors at gmail.com. Whatever platform you're listening on, it really helps us if you hit the automatic download and subscribe button so you get every episode. Also, please, please, please leave us a review. We want to know what you think about how we're doing, maybe topics that you would love to hear. It helps us move up the charts so that other people find our podcast as well. We are so thankful for everybody that listened today. We will be back on Tuesday with a brand new Total Outdoorsman Tuesday episode to teach you a new outdoor skill. We hope that between now and that time that you find time to get outdoors. Thank you for listening to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast hosted by Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. Please help us by subscribing. Also, follow along on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.